Well, what do you know? This week we're talking about spiritual warfare and knowing your enemy. And I recorded an entire episode and the sound didn't work. If that's not a sign for you, I don't know what is. <laughs> but luckily, I also recorded this episode via Zoom. So I'm going to be playing the recording from that. I will warn you, it is a little echoey, but you're still going to get the point. You're going to hear the whole message and you're going to be able to truly take every thought captive and realize the battle that you are facing and be able to fight from a place of victory in Jesus Christ. So today we are talking about spiritual warfare. We're talking about taking thoughts captive. We're talking about knowing our enemy and we're talking about the authority that we have. And honestly, this is so important to know. It's so important to be armored up. And this is not to scare you. This is to open your spiritual eyes, to make you more aware and more effective in your purpose in God's kingdom. With that, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you have any questions um, or anything you want to talk about, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm always available to talk. I'm always available to answer questions. I'm not an expert, but I know the one who knows all, and I will direct you in prayer or resources that I have to help. Um, I have links some below in the show notes for you. And I also talk a lot in this episode about how important it is to be in the word of God. I cannot stress that enough. If you need help with that, if you want to get plugged into a community of women who are on fire, diving deeper into the Bible to keep you accountable, to bring sense to it all, to make it applicable to your daily life, come join us inside Encompass Community. All right, with that, let's dive into it. Welcome to Your Will Be Done, which basically means, okay, God, I am done doing it my way. I surrender. It's your turn to lead. (laughs) This is the show for ambitious Christian women. Maybe you're a mom, a wife, a business owner, a corporate employee, or let's be honest, all of the above. And you're trying to figure out what exactly it looks like to be a true follower of Jesus in modern day life. What does surrendering it all and letting God lead actually mean when you've got bills, responsibility, kids to provide for? Whether you've recently been born again and this whole Christianity thing is brand new to you, or you've been a Christian for years and you want that fresh fire and deeper intimacy with God, and you really wish you had a girlfriend to help you navigate this entirely new and often very countercultural path, hi, that's me. My name is Sarah Petrucci, and I'm a former network marketer turned online mindset and manifestation coach who was radically born again in 2021. My entire identity was wrapped up in work and achievement until Jesus came into my life, changed everything, and made me new. I surrendered it all at his feet, and I'm taking you with me on the real, often messy journey so we can figure it all out together. I won't claim to be an expert, and I'll always tell you to test everything I share by going to your Bible, but God is teaching me a ton, and he is radically transforming my heart and my mind. So I'm sharing all of my revelations, learnings, and real life lessons with you while also bringing on other guests so you can hear from other women's stories too. If you're hungry to grow in intimacy with God, live a life led by the spirit, and you're not afraid to get a little messy with me as I share the real life journey of following Jesus, then let's do this sister. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I'm going to talk about a topic that is very, (laughs) very important. And it's one that I have not talked about on the show yet, but it's extremely, extremely, like I said, extremely important. And it is the topic of spiritual warfare. So I've talked a lot on the show of the revelation of Jesus. I've talked a lot about how um, my eyes were opened to how real and how powerful our God is. But when I experienced my awakening, what I call it, I experienced the veil coming off my eyes to not only see how real our God is and how real Jesus Christ is and how powerful he is and how much he loves us, but I also realized and had my eyes open to how real the evil enemy is and how real the attack and the strategic forces that are going on that we don't even realize half the time, most of the time that are going on to try to win us over. And I didn't see the dark realm. I didn't see what the enemy was doing. I knew that there was one and I believed in the devil, but I didn't give him any, I was not on guard. 
I was definitely not on guard and I was deceived because I wasn't wearing the armor of God. I was not arming myself. I was not equipped. I was living life as an ignorant, lukewarm Christian. And so today I want to share and talk about the enemy. I want to talk about the darkness. I want to talk about spiritual warfare. I want to talk about strongholds. I want to talk about how he is so you know him so you can recognize him and um talking about him doesn't bring him on in fact one of the things i think one of the most dangerous things we can do as christians is ignore him that is what a lot of us try to do i know i did you know i'm just not going to pay attention to that i don't want to talk about spiritual warfare i don't want to hear about the enemy don't talk about him you know what we sometimes think that if we just ignore him that he will go away that's not how he works so there is a true war. There is a true fight. There is a true battle going on in the spiritual realm. And when I had my awakening moment, when I had my, you know, I'll call, I'll just say, I believe it was when I was saved, even though I thought I was saved before that. You can go back and listen to my testimony and hear the whole thing. It's, it's on the earlier podcast from last year, um, around September, 2021. So when I had that happen, it was like the blindfold was taken off my eyes to be able to see how real the spiritual realm is. And I had never really realized how real it was, like I said, but it became all of a sudden so obvious to me that the spiritual world is black and white. It's black and white and there's God and there's everything else trying to take us away from God. Okay. Now there's different realms of spiritual warfare. You know, yes, there is the true demonic. There is, you know, Satan's kingdom, um, the kingdom of darkness, which, you know, is this world is a fallen world. And so he does roam this world. He has dominion in this world. Jesus Christ is above all. He has conquered all. He has authority over all. His name is above every single name in the heavens and below. Everything must bow at him. But in this world, Satan does still have power and he's real. Okay. So he's got his kingdom here. And then also we do have different levels that are not truly demonic. We have culture, the world, sometimes it's referred to. Um, we have influences from that, which I believe are actually all infiltrated and, and influenced from the darks, the dark world, but the spiritual world. Um, but we have that. And we also have our flesh, which we are human. We are fallen nature. We have our flesh and our fleshly desires are not necessarily demonic, but they are our, you know, our, our desires that are things like greed and lust and, um, envy and, and just anything that's like our human core fleshly desires that are not of God. Okay. So there's different realms of spiritual warfare. This is just going to be like an overview. This is just to open your eyes. This is just to get you aware. Um, because again, one of the most dangerous things I think we can do as Christians is ignore it. If we pretend like he doesn't exist, that is his greatest victory. That is what the enemy wants. If you look around and you start to realize this, you will see why there's so many cartoons about this little devil with horns, why there's so many shows about the enemy, why there's so, I call him the enemy, by the way, I don't like to refer to him as his name, but the devil, all of that. The biggest, the biggest like ploy of the enemy is to make us think that he's either not real or that he's just this silly little guy with horns that isn't going to pose us any threat. And that's not true at all. Um, he's again, I don't want to give him too much credit, but he is crafty. You know, we are told in the word that he is a thief. Okay. He is a thief and he has, let me find, uh, one of my favorite ones. He has, he studies us. Okay. Not to scare you, but this is real. He studies us. He watches us. He take note. He takes notes. He's, he's sly. He's crafty. He's manipulative. He is only got one agenda and that is to steal kill and destroy all of us especially those of us well yes those of us who are believers right he's not going to come after you if you're not living for god because you're not really posing a threat to him but when you are watch out and we are told continually in the word to be on guard be alert be sober-minded do not get drunk on wine but be filled by the holy spirit so that you will be able to see your enemy you know see him yes like we are warned about this all the time so just because we think he may not, you know, we ignore him. It doesn't mean he's going to go, oh, I'm going to skip her because she doesn't believe in me. I'm just going to go to the next one. No, that's not how he works. So I want to, I want to equip you today and, and open your eyes to the spiritual realities. And I want to read you the scripture, kicking things off. Um, let me find it from two Corinthians, two Corinthians 10, three through five is what I want to start with. So it says, this is Paul speaking. 
um, warning the Corinthians, which is the church in Corinth. He says, for though we walk in the flesh as mortal men here on earth, right? We are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses or strongholds, some will say. We are destroying sophisticated arguments. That's the enemy, right? Sophisticated arguments at every and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. That's a powerful statement right there. But what that lets us, what that shows us right there is that the enemy is smart. He is powerful and he is calculating and he knows our weaknesses and he knows what buttons to push. Um, now, when we look back at the very beginning, the fall of man before the world was even created, this is when we see, you know, well, actually before, before even the creation, um, we're told later in scripture that, that the enemy tried to exalt himself. Satan himself tried to exalt himself above God and was cast down and he took a third of the angels with him. So, you know, he, he convinced a bunch of the angels to come with him and become demons and, you know, roam around this world. And his mission is to keep us from God. Okay. Um, so we are in a battle. Our battle is spiritual. The world is way more spiritual than I think a lot of us give it credit to. I, that's what I was made to see. And, um, and so anyways, I just want to, I want to, uh, I want to open your eyes to that. Like I've said, because oftentimes we assume when we're facing things in life that it's a natural battle, but the enemy works through all different ways. He works through people. He works through our thoughts oftentimes, which we'll talk about. Um, he has plots and he has schemes and he is skilled and he knows what buttons to push. He knows our weaknesses. He's been watching us. He's been studying us and he, um, yeah, we're not going to give him glory, but we're not going to be unaware of him. So this is your, this is like, you know, train up, be, you know, be in boot camp. And we're told in Ephesians six, which is a really powerful one, we're told to, to, uh, put on and to wear the full armor of God, go to Ephesians six and study it. But one of the things that's so powerful in that is as we're putting on the armor of God, which is all listed out in Ephesians six, I should probably go to it. Um, I have it tabbed here. Okay. A lot of these weapons that we're wearing are, um, defensive weapons like the helmet of salvation the shoes of peace i think it's the, or the yeah i'm doing this from memory by the way so anyways but the offensive weapon that we are told we have and one of the most powerful weapons that we have against him is the word of god the bible okay if we look at how jesus himself defeated the enemy when he was tempted after he got baptized the holy spirit came upon him and then he was led into the wilderness for 40 days was tempted. He went through every single temptation that you and I will ever face. So again, let us remember that we serve a God who knows everything we've been through. He can sympathize with us. He knows what it's like to be a human. He's done it and he did it without sin. Praise the praise him, praise Jesus. And he sits up right now, just to let you know what he's doing right now. He's sitting next to the father in heaven at the right hand of the father, interceding for us, on our behalf. Romans 8 tells us that Jesus Christ is praying for us and the Holy Spirit is praying for us. So we have power, the most powerful one of all, praying for us on our behalf, who knows everything we've gone through, who defeated the enemy on the cross, who defeated made a public spectacle of him on the cross, um, and is, is there to fight our battles for us, right? So we have a powerful God. We need to remember that. We need to remember who's in us, okay? That's one thing. But in Ephesians 6, we're told that we have the, the word of God, which is the sword. The sword is the word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay. And when Jesus was in the wilderness, that's what he used to defeat the enemy. He didn't go doing crazy deliverance prayers or anything like that, even though those are powerful. He simply used the word of God and the enemy uses the word of God. Okay. So in the, in that, in the wilderness, the enemy actually used the word of God. So that's the thing. The enemy knows scripture. The enemy knows how real Jesus is. The enemy knows all of it. In fact, well, let me not jump around too much. Um, but anyways, back to the wilderness. So he quotes scripture to Jesus trying to tempt him and Jesus gives him scripture back. So one of the things we have to realize is that the enemy does know scripture, 
but you have to be able to discern the motive behind it. So when he's using scripture, he's using it in a very sneaky way, trying to manipulate, trying to get Jesus to bow down and worship him. And Jesus combats him with his, with the word of God. So the word of God is our, is one of our greatest weapons. I say one, because there's others that are powerful too, like prayer. We'll talk about that, but the word of God is, is our truth. It is the promises of God. Um, and when we are in that, we can combat the place where the enemy loves to start, which is in our mind. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit because I want to talk about how he works. So you guys can just be more aware. Um, I love this. Somebody said salvation is not a get out of the battle free card. Just because you are saved does not mean you shouldn't expect a battle. In fact, in fact, here's one of the things that I just want to arm you with as well. A lot of times when you are newer to your faith, let's say you recently became a Christian, you might, you know, people tell you life is great with Jesus, you know, it makes it seem like all your problems are going to be solved, which is not true, by the way. Jesus promises us that in this world, there will be trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world, right? So that's not true. But number two is why does that happen sometimes when a new Christian comes to, comes to Christ and then all of a sudden it's like their life is like worse. Okay. That's because they are new and the enemy knows they are weak in their faith. They are a baby Christian. And so he is angry and he is going to do everything he can to try to destroy them. Okay. Kill, steal, destroy. That's all he does. And he's sneaky. So that is something to actually expect. And if you have friends who are new to their faith, maybe encourage them that like, Hey, this is what this is. This is not God doing things against you. This is not you being a bad Christian. This is not whatever. Like the battle is spiritual and he's coming after you because he knows you're weak and he wants you and his, he wants you. He doesn't want God to win. Okay. But you just have to stand knowing that you already have victory in Jesus Christ. We're fighting from a place of victory, not for it. Let me give you a scripture for that because it's really powerful to remember that in all of this. Um, where is it? I love that. That is a very powerful thing. I talked about that on my stories the other day about how we are fighting from a place of victory, not for victory. Um, oh, I had it. No, I can't find it. Uh, there are two competing forces. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, here we fight from victory, not for victory. One John four four says, "You, dear children, are from God and have over and have overcome them because the one one overcome them meaning the evil because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world." That's what we need to remember. Um, another one that's really powerful to remember is, "Where's the we are more than conquerors." All right, y'all see, this is why I just start talking and I have all these scriptures to give you, but then I have to find them. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, look it up. The scripture about how we're, oh, here it is. Romans 8, 37. Yes. Yes. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So that's the thing we have to remember when talking about spiritual warfare is yes, it's real, but we need to know who we are, who's in us and where we are fighting from. Okay. But we have to expect the battle. We have to expect the battle. And I'm going to tell you a personal story, but I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about how the enemy works with our thoughts, because that's a really powerful way that, um, that he likes to come after us. So, okay. So oftentimes we have these thoughts that come into our mind, right? We'll have these negative thoughts. We'll have these, um, just thoughts that are not if once we know the word of God, we can, we can discern that they're not from God. So we'll have this negative thought come up or sometimes it's spoken over us. Um, and we have the opportunity to either entertain that and to marinate on that and to choose to accept that and, and come into agreement with that or take it captive and make it obedient to Christ, which is what we need to do with everything. Okay. So when a negative thought comes in or someone speaks something over you, the more that you are in the word of God, the more easily you're going to be able to know if that is from God or not. Without the word of God, without filling you, yourself with the Bible, without renewing your mind, Romans 12, two says that we are not, do not conform. It's an actual command. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can do, I'm doing this from memory. So it's something about you can follow the perfect will of God or something like that. <laughs> That's from memory. So don't judge me if I'm a little bit off. But that is a two commands right there. Do not conform to the patterns of this world and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? How do we come against these thoughts that are from the enemy? 
How do we not fall into believing these negative lies, these lies, because he is the father of lies, that then become and build roots in us that can then become strongholds in our life that become these things that we just let hold us back from the purposes and plans and things that God has for us. How do we combat that? By taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. That is scripture. How do we do that? When a thought pops up, we go, hmm, is that from God or not? We have to be aware. This takes intentionality. Checking it with the word of God. The more that you spend time in the word of God, the more that you will start to know God's character. That's huge because you'll be able to discern if that's godly or not, if that's really how God is. And you will also have scripture just come combat it. So when you hear, uh, here's an example. I was sick recently, and I believe this is spiritual warfare, and I'll talk about that in a minute. I was really sick and I kept getting sick and I was just so frustrated. I'm like, why am I sick? It was, it was interrupting my morning routines with God. It was bothering me. You know, I started to get discouraged because I was just like over it. I'm not a sickly person. I had been going on, it's like three weeks of this thing. Um, and all of a sudden I had this, this thought popped into my mind. That was so obvious. Sometimes he is obvious. Sometimes he's sneaky. He's often sneaky, but sometimes he's obvious. because he's just desperate. And he literally said, I have been healing. I've been praying for healing. I've been praying to Jesus for healing for the sickness. And he literally said in my mind, well, Jesus obviously doesn't love you that much, or he would have healed you by now. Oh, it stopped me in my tracks. Cause first off I was like, wow. All right. I see you now. That was obvious. That is definitely the enemy. And so without having to like, even, I don't have to come into agreement with that. I can immediately go. That is not true. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that I serve a God who died for me because he loves me or he so loved the world that he gave his only son. Like I can literally combat that with scripture, right? Like I know God's character and that is not true. So I can just completely go, okay, that's a lie. Like I see you now, like good luck. Um, but yeah, so he loves to come into our mind with these thoughts. And if we don't realize that this is a spiritual battle, it's really easy for us to just accept these things. But when we realize that the battle is spiritual, when we realize that these thoughts are one of the ways he loves to get to us, either through other people speaking to us or through, it sounds like our own voice in our head, then we can go to war and we can go and we can fight it. We can fight it with the word of God. We can fight it with prayer. We can fight it and choose not to accept that and, and renounce that in the name of Jesus. Um, we, have, we have powerful weapons against it, but we have to be aware of it. So what's interesting, here's, here's something that happens often too. And you have to know this. I'm actually going to read you. Well, let me, let me do that. I have 15 signs that you may be experiencing spiritual attack. And I want to just read them to you quickly because it kind of just helps. These do not mean that it is demonic at all. I'm not saying that all of these mean it's a demonic thing. I'm just saying that it could be a sign of a spiritual attack. Do I believe that Christians can have demon, you know, there's a whole debate about whether Christians can be demonized or not. I don't necessarily know yet. I don't know the answer. I've prayed to the Holy Spirit to reveal this to me. If, if Christians can truly be possessed, because we have the Holy Spirit. So it's like, how can that be? But we also have free will. And I know that the Holy Spirit doesn't have all of us. Like the Holy Spirit has, you can, you can have more of the Holy Spirit released in your life. Meaning we all have the same amount of Holy Spirit, but the amount of Holy Spirit, the amount of you that you allow the Holy Spirit to have reign over, you can decide that. So we're not all submitted to God, right? We have a lot of us have, you know, we serve our flesh. Um, we may be more in the world than we are in things of God. So that's one thing. I do believe though, because we're told continually in the word to be on guard. We are told that Christians at the end times will be deceived and will be taken, you know, be pulled away. Um, I know I was deceived before. I don't know. I don't know if I had the Holy Spirit or not then. I'm not quite sure what I was before my whole thing. But anyways, um, yes, we can be deceived. Yes, we can be definitely attacked, influenced. Absolutely. And so we wouldn't be told to be on guard and be sober-minded and be alert all the time in almost every single book in the new Testament, if that wasn't the case. So I do believe that we absolutely need to be on guard, but remember we serve a God who is above all. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. I love that. Exodus 15, three. Okay. So let me 15 signs that you may be under spiritual attack. I'm just going to read through these to kind of open your eyes. And again, this does not mean that it's always spiritual. It doesn't mean it's always demonic, okay? But there are, number one, there are such things as demonic sickness, okay? Not every cold is from a, de is from a, a demon, okay? 
Um, <laughs> no, but demonic attacks can be all of a sudden these out of the blue extreme sicknesses. Um, they can be things that, you know, it could be a curse. It could be all kinds of different things. One thing I, I believe was demonic that happened with me recently was as soon as I started this podcast, the very first episode, I shared all about the gospel and I shared all about how like the things that I didn't get about it. And I, and I really like just obviously I started this new podcast, right? Well, <laughs> the next couple of days after that, I lost my voice completely for three, I think it was three or four days. I've never lost my voice in my life. I've never had laryngitis ever, 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 ever. And all the times I've had colds and sicknesses, I've never done that. That's never happened. Um, gone, completely gone. And I had all these like prayer calls through our Encompass community I was doing that week. We had a live call. I lost my voice and it was like, oh, okay. First, I wasn't sure if that was a spiritual attack, but then the next week I had another interview set up, which is the first interview I had on here um, with Maria. And I was praying against things. I was like, okay, like I was hoping like nothing would happen to interrupt that interview because she lives in Finland. And I was like, no, we have to have this happen. And what do you know? The middle of the night before that interview, my son wakes up in the middle of the night with croup and strider so severely he couldn't breathe. It was the scariest, most terrifying thing. In the middle of the night, woke us up out of the blue. This came on, which that's normally how it does come on, but it was just so odd, the timing of all these things. So we had to rush into the ER. We had to be, we were in the ER until four in the morning. And it was just so crazy. Um, but then, you know, I prayed like hardcore. And he was fine after that, like fine. But I felt like, man, is, and my husband even said, is this going to happen every time you do a podcast episode? And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know, but it definitely, I felt like, yes, I'm being attacked. And so, because I finally started speaking out about all of this stuff. So I went to war. I pulled out my Bible. I pulled out Ephesians six. One night my husband was at a meeting. So I was, my son was in bed so I could be loud in my room. And I went to war. I pulled out the scriptures and I was praying the scriptures with authority. <laughs> I was praying the blood of Jesus over our house. I was praying the blood of Jesus over our family. I was reading and, and I like to pray the scriptures back to God because it's his word. So I'm praying for all of the things that he promises us for protection and, um, you know, praise God. But since that time, I felt this like lifting. I felt this lifting of, we have not had sickness in our house. Um, I have not felt this like fear or this like, anxiety or like whatever about speaking, you know, praise God. But I've also been so diligent about being plugged in with him. Um, so we have to, we have to be on guard and take authority, right? So I don't sit back and just like hope that I don't get attacked. I know that I'm speaking out about this stuff, that I'm, I expect a battle. So I'm ready to go to war. I'm not going to wait for it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be in the word. Um, I'm going to ask for protection. I'm going to get close with the Holy spirit. I'm going to make friends with the Holy spirit. We'll talk about that more at the end. Um, so that's number one is it can be, you know, sickness can be, it doesn't always mean it is. Um, let's see, I'm going to skip some of these because, uh, extreme poverty that you can't come out of. That could be a generational type of curse, um, mental anguish and torment, the mind. We talked about that. The enemy loves, 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 loves to, to, get in your mind. That's where you, usually where he'll start and he'll plant a, a seed. Um, and that can become a stronghold if we continue to let it fester and take root. He loves to also create chaos in our mind. So if we're in that spinning, 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 spinning spiral all the time, we're not able to actually sit and destroy it. And we're not able to have peace. Jesus promises perfect peace. So the opposite of that and what the enemy tries to take from us is our peace, peace of mind, um, cloudiness and confusion. If you just can't think straight. That can be a sign of a potential spiritual attack. It's like being in a brain fog. You can pray that off. You can, you know, pray to break that off. Bouts of extreme fatigue or weariness. Um, this can happen, especially as you're getting closer to God or you're doing work for God. Like you got to be prayed up and you got to be strong because it's just, it is what it is. He doesn't want us to do it. Uh, overwhelming guilt, condemnation that you can't shake. That can be a sign of a spiritual attack. Again, God, uh, not God. The enemy loves to try to make us feel like we're not really saved. If you ever experience that or that God doesn't love you, that is not from God. Okay. That is the enemy trying to get you to doubt God's love for you and to doubt your salvation. And that is something he loves to try to do. Um, let's see. Random family wars can be not always, not always. I'm not saying your family is demonic, but 
if all of a sudden there's like a whole extreme attack and divide in your family, I mean, that could be, um, restlessness, insomnia. Again, he likes to try to steal our peace. That's the way he likes to attack us. Jesus wants us to have rest. You know, he always says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Um, insomnia, you know, God wants us to have perfect peace and sleep so we can pray against that. Um, obviously demonic visitations or nightmares are a very clear sign. And I know a lot of people that struggle with that definitely want to pray, 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 pray. So, um, I think I have a couple more feeling. Okay. Feeling constantly discouraged, defeated, or depressed. That can definitely be, we obviously want to ask Holy spirit to reveal to us what's really going on to reveal to us if it is a spiritual attack or if it's not, because there is times where it's not, you know, it's just maybe chemical imbalance or not spiritual. Okay. Um, here's a big one, a loss of spiritual desire. This is something that's really key. So we might be like on fire for God. We're doing great. And then all of a sudden we have a lack of wanting to pray or a lack of wanting to read the Bible or a lack of wanting to do, um, the spiritual things. And that is definitely can be a spiritual attack because he wants us to not do those things. Um, and so we have to pray against that. Uh, sometimes fasting can break that, you know, prayer and fasting is a really powerful thing that can break that. Um, but we also, again, have to decide not to just take it. Like if you want to be close with God and you're not feeling it, don't just accept that push through, you know, fight for it, get out. And, and this is where your discipline is going to come in and you're going to have to show up and do it anyways. There's many times where I wake up in the morning and I might not feel like reading the Bible, but I'm not going to let him win. You know, I'm not, I, I view it as like, I'm on God's army. I'm on his team. Like, I am not going to just sit back and like, let him pull me away from God. No, I know my life is so much better when I do it. So come against that, come against that and fight, fight for it. Um, yeah, it doesn't, oh, <laughs> I'm reading some of my notes that these things don't always mean that it's a demon attacking you necessarily, but it can be an attack against your calling your purpose that God has for you. Absolutely. Um, and he wants you to think it's normal. He wants us to live in complacency. He wants us to think it's normal to be lukewarm. So if you're not feeling a desire for God, be cautious to who you're surrounding yourself with, because if your friends are lukewarm or they're not believers or whatever, they're not on fire for God. And you go to them, like, they're not going to tell you, like, they're going to tell you it's normal. Oh, no one really reads the Bible. They're going to tell you that that's not true. Those of us who love God and are on fire for God, we are doing the things of God. We are reading the Bible. We are praying. We want to be close to God. So get around some godly friends, join Encompass community, um, you know, do something where you're plugged in because the world will tell, will tell those of us on fire for God that we're weird. Right. But we know that that's not true. <laughs> um, and if you think I'm weird, that's cool. I don't care. Cause whatever. Um, overwhelming guilt and condemnation. If you are constantly feeling guilt, 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 and condemnation, even though you've, you know, you've repented, you've asked for forgiveness, you know, that you are saved and you continually feel that that is the enemy trying to, again, push those weak spots. Oftentimes that he knows that get you and, um, pray against it, you know, pray against, pray, ask the Holy spirit, ask Jesus to help break off that, um, renounce it. Hey, real quick, I hope you're loving this episode. And if you're listening and you're like, yes, I don't want to just know about God. I want to personally know God. I want a real relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you, the best way that you can do that is by reading the Bible. And the best way you can do that is when you're plugged into a community to discuss it with. I want to personally invite you to join me inside Encompass Community. This is your way to get access to the exact same Bible studies and the community of women that truly helped me change my life. They introduced me to Jesus, helped me develop a real relationship with him, and honestly have become true friends I can count on no matter what. And the best news is, is this community is virtual. It's on demand for whenever you're able to plug in. No more trying to go to early morning Bible study groups or late at night and trying to find childcare. We are there for you when you are when you need it most, and it's right at your fingertips. Now, let me tell you too, these are not your average Bible studies. These are custom written by my gifted and amazing friend and faith mentor, Nina. Nina really truly has a gift for bringing the word of God to life and applying it to our lives as modern women. In our work and our relationships, it's like personal development, but straight from the Bible. We also do live prayer calls, we network, and we discuss all of the things inside our virtual community that is off social media. And you can jump into our membership community for only $21. Go ahead and visit encompasswomen.com or check out the show notes below for the link 
and jump in and join us in our current study. Okay, so let's talk about what we do because I don't want to leave you feeling like this is not to make you feel fear. This is just to make you aware, to make you have your eyes open so you're not just taking it, that you can actually go to war (laughs) and conquer it because we are more than conquerors in Christ, okay? So what do we do? Number one, especially let's talk about thoughts because that's a big one or any of these attacks, any of these things. You know, first off, we always want to pray to the Holy Spirit, pray to God and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal if this is a spiritual attack, we don't want to just assume everything is a spiritual attack. We don't want to blame everything on a demon because that's not necessarily true. Um, it can be our flesh as well. Fasting can be a really powerful way to break that, um, the power of our flesh. That's a whole nother topic. Um, but let's say it's a lie. Let's say you get a lie because again, the devil is a liar. That's what he does. He's the father of lies. Okay. He's a liar and he'll twist scripture too. That's a big thing. Um, oh, well, let me, let me circle back to though. Like I said, he knows scripture. He knows scripture. So this can be very tricky sometimes because sometimes he'll use things that are of God and even like things in church or people in church that plant lies. So we have to just realize and go always go to the Holy Spirit because everyone is not always correct, right? It's like we are, we are human. And so there's a lot of opinions out there on things. So we need to just pray on these things. We need to pray. We need to pray for this, for discernment. Um, one of the things well, we'll get into that too, but the enemy knows scripture. I'll just put it at that. Okay. So what do we do when we have a lie come into our minds? First off, capture it, become aware. This takes practice, but become aware, recognize, become aware of your thoughts, start to to realize your thoughts. You know, I used to teach all about reprogramming your thoughts and your subconscious limiting beliefs. I'm going to tell you where I was so wrong with this before in a minute. Cause it's like, wow, I had this crazy revelation the other day that I just like blew my mind. So we are to capture the lie recognize the lie, check it with the word of God always. And the more that you are in the word of God, the more that you will know without even having to go look it up, but you can Google, you can say, what does God say about this? And you'll find scripture that'll tell you the truth. Okay. So when the thought comes into the mind, test it to see if it lines up with the word of God. Does it line up with the character of God? How are you going to know this? I'm going to say this over and over. You've got to be plugged into the word. Um, yes. And If it doesn't have agreement with scripture and God's character, then we dismiss it. Okay. We stop entertaining it. We force our thoughts to obey to Christ. We put our thoughts under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Okay. The Holy spirit gives us the ability to do this because we get one of the fruits of the spirit is self-discipline. So we can call on the Holy spirit for help in this area. Um, we do not have to allow these negative thoughts, these words spoken over us to define us and become part of our identity. Changing our thoughts is waging spiritual warfare. Okay. Um, we don't want to give the devil a foothold. We don't want to give him any room to take control, um, to influence us. And, you know, we're promised through Jesus Christ. We're promised abundant life, life and life abundantly. So we're taking abundant life back. Okay. He's going to try to steal that, but we say, no sorry, you can't because you've already been defeated. And I know who's in me and I know where I am in Christ. So that's what you need to do. One of the revelations I had was, oh my gosh. Okay. So I used to be all about, I was a mindset coach. I was teaching how to reprogram subconscious limiting beliefs, which a lot of this stuff is so related. Only, only there's a big difference. And one of the mentors I was under, she actually did go to Bible college. So she knows the word. And she would not teach God's way though, because she was not teaching to Christians. She wasn't doing this Christian, but she would always talk about how the devil is a liar. And I agree. And in my past old podcast, you'll hear me refer to that as well. You'll hear me say that those thoughts are the enemy. I still believe that most of the time. Yes, I do believe that. So the devil is a liar. These thoughts are spiritual warfare against us. Okay. It's a spiritual battle. Paul tells us over and over that the weapon, that the battle we face is not in the, is in the flesh. It's not in the world. It is spiritual. Okay. Okay. So what in the past, what I used to teach and what the world will teach is to take these thoughts captive, to recognize these limiting thoughts, these negative thoughts, and to rework them into a positive affirmation and to affirm it, affirm it, affirm it, or do all these rituals like tapping or put it into a subliminal or do a hypnosis that reprograms your mind with all of these positive affirmations or whatever, recite them every day. Okay. That is trying to fight a spiritual battle with fleshly weapons, worldly weapons, self. That's that's taking the thoughts captive and making them obedient to self. 
There is no power in that. Can I get an amen? There's no power in that. Okay. I had this revelation the other night. I'm like, wow, this is what I was doing. And this is what the world is teaching, taking these thoughts captive and making them obedient to ourselves in our own flesh. We will never beat the spiritual battle because this, we have to fight with spiritual weapons. Okay. So now what I am a firm believer of, and what I'm teaching you today now is yes, the devil is a liar. Yes. These thoughts can be a spiritual attack. We do not need to entertain them, but instead of making them obedient to ourself and some ritual, we're going to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to God's word to Christ. That's where the power is. Okay. He literally says, cast your cares on me for I care for you. And that's what it means to cast your cares, to take that thought, put it under the Lordship of Jesus, let him break it off. And, and you do your part, pray, get up in the word, get close to the Holy spirit. Okay. So this is huge. Um, so what, do, okay. Yeah. So what do we do? Um, I just kind of said that, but really you need to be, you need to be renewing your mind every single day. Um, one of the things that I like to do too at night is there's some scriptures you can find, uh, scriptures for sleeping and you can put these on in your headphones. And I swear like these help me to remember scripture better, but like, I just go to sleep sometimes listening to it. It'll just read Bible verses to you. Um, the more that you, again, spend time in the word, the more that you will know God's character, the more that you will start to recognize when something is not, uh, is not from God. Um, without that, you are literally defense. You, you have no, you have no weapon. You have no weapon. The Bible is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. If we had the spiritual eyes to see what our prayers are actually doing, like imagine, I want you to imagine this, like get, get that warrior activated inside you. It makes me like, I love it to think of like, I love it to think of Jesus as this like King lion warrior, because that's what he is. He came after me when I was in the darkness and he pulled me out of the darkness, rescued me from the darkness. He's already defeated the enemy, defeated the enemy in my life, broke off chains that I could never break off from any technique in the new age, like instantly broke them off. That's who he is. And that's who's in us. And that's the kind of authority that we have with him in us. Okay. We need to stand on that. So the enemy will, will take, if we don't stand on that though, like he'll keep going, he'll keep poking at us. Right. So just claim it. Okay. Um, totally lost my train of thought there. Though. Where was I going? Anyways, it's powerful stuff y'all. So, uh, I was talking about, I don't even know. I was talking about how powerful Jesus is. <laughs> but what, Oh, uh, what to do about it. prayers, prayers, prayers. If you could see the spiritual reality, and you're praying, I would, I like to just imagine like my prayers going up into like the heavenly realms and like, just like whoosh, whoosh, fighting off the things, breaking off the chains, breaking the darkness, breaking the schemes of the enemy, all of things like it's powerful. So it often doesn't feel like it's maybe doing anything in the natural. You might not see the effects of what you're praying for right away, but your prayers are powerful and they're being heard and they're spiritual warfare. Um, worship. That's a big one. Trina talked about that on our last episode worshiping God is spiritual warfare. The enemy hates it. He hates worship music. That's for sure. Because he was the, if you like study that what, what the devil was before he was cast down, he was an angel, a very, very high ranking angel who was like in charge of the worship team or whatever in heaven. And he was cast down because he tried to exalt himself above God. And so, um, he hates, he hates it. He hates worship. Worship can be many things, but you know, worship, I like to worship with music in my bedroom. I like to worship, um, you know, praising God. I like to sing, sing the scripture, whatever. Um, yeah. Prayer, worship, word of God, um, powerful, powerful spiritual warfare. There's more, but I don't know if I want to get into all of that. <laughs> um, Holy spirit needs to be your friends. Okay. So Holy spirit is your friend. Holy spirit is, I think I was just talking about this with our encompass girls last night. Uh, within Encompass, we have a program called Going Deeper, which is a, is a smaller group of ladies who we do live calls with each week. And it's really like a mentorship program. And we discuss deeper and we dive deeper and we personalize it all. And man, the transformation these women have had in their lives has been incredible. We just wrapped up our first 12-week group and it was it's amazing. But um, we were talking about the Holy Spirit because a lot of times we don't understand the Holy Spirit. We, we think of him as like a dove or a fire or whatever oil there's all these different metaphors wind um but the holy spirit is and often is like kind of the forgotten god you know it's all one god but i'm just going to speak in terms of the different persons for a minute um 
I think he's the misunderstood one, but really, I think that's a, that's a, that is a scheme of the enemy because he is the one that's with us right now. Okay. He is God in us. We do not need to fear him. He's just like Jesus. Okay. It's Jesus's spirit in us. Right. So he is our best friend. He's our teacher. He's our comforter. He's our eternal roommate, as I've heard someone say, which is awesome. Um, he is the one who we can ask any questions to, who guides us to all truth, who um, convicts us in a loving way when we're off track, who helps us to follow the will of God. Um, you know, we are promised as believers, we are promised to be like, I think of these big arms, like God is protecting us. He has his arms around us um, when we are in his will. Now we can be attacked spiritually. From the enemy, but also sometimes we're outside of God's will. And if we're outside of God's will, we're open for attack as well, because we're not following what God, you know, the Holy Spirit's there to protect us. And if we choose not to listen, then we're kind of just saying like, whatever, I'm going to do it my way, you know? So we want to listen. We want to be in, his, in God's will and the Holy Spirit will do that and will lead us when we listen. So we need to pray for our ears to be tuned and to listen and to be led by the spirit versus the world and the flesh, because the world and the flesh is run by the enemy. Okay. So again, we want to always pray for discernment. We can also pray for gifts. This, this is a whole nother topic, but the gifts of the spirit, one of the gifts is the discernment of spirits where we're able to actually know and tell if something is from God or if it's from another dark, you know, demonic spirit. Um, and that is a gift we can ask for. We were actually told in the word it's in Luke. I don't have it off the top of my head, but it's, it's all, it's all in the chapter where they're asking Jesus how to pray. And he teaches them the, our father as a, as a powerful um, prayer method or a pattern for prayer. And at the end of that, it talks about how, you know, if you ask the father for, if you ask your father for uh, a piece of bread, he's not going to give you a stone or whatever. And it goes on and on. And it says, if you being evil can give good gifts to your children, how much more can your father in heaven give the Holy spirit to those who ask? So we can ask and pray for the gifts of the spirit. We can ask and pray for the gift of discerning of spirit so that we're able to see what is of God, what is not of God. So we're able to be more aware and alert. So we're able to be more on guard and to be able to wage war um, and to not just be waiting for the attack, but to actually like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know. Once my spiritual eyes are opened, I'm like, oh, okay. Like we are in a battlefield and I know whose team I'm on. And I know whose team I'm, I'm, I'm against. And so I'm not going to wait around and let him just take whatever he wants from my life. I'm not going to let him come and attack my family. No, I'm going to stay in the word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask for protection. I'm going to pray the blood of Jesus over my family and over my house and over my life. And I'm going to stand in authority. You know, we're told in Ephesians 6 too, multiple times, Paul says, stand firm. And then he says it again, and stand firm, stand firm from a place of victory. Jesus already won. That's what he did on the cross. He defeated the enemy. He made a public spectacle of him. He went down to Hades, got the keys. He holds the keys and he reigns above all. He's the name above all names. Everyone submits to him and the demons tremble at his name. Okay. Tremble. I love it. You know, I think it's in Mark or maybe it's in Luke, but one of the first times that anybody actually in the Bible, in, in the gospel, in one of these gospels, I can't remember which one mentions that Jesus is the son of God is a demon. It's a demon possessed person. He's like, Oh no, Lord. You know, he's like, son of God, you've come to Jesus. Like whatever you've come to destroy us or something like that. The demons know they're afraid. Okay. So anyways. All right. Um, so that's spiritual warfare. <laughs> uh, not to make you, uh, not to make you afraid, but to make you aware, it's really important because then you'll start to notice things in this world. It will not make you surprised at all why things are the way they are. You can see it. And it's not God making evil things. But here's a promise in the word of God. God promises to use all things for good. This is in Romans. For those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So stand on that, knowing that, yes, in this world, you will have trouble, but he has overcome the world. Okay. And you have authority. You have Jesus Christ spirit himself in you that will help you. Okay. But you have to be able to realize, not entertain it and stand in that authority. 
If you guys want to know more about spiritual warfare and you want me to dive deeper in this, let me know. Um, because it's a topic that I'm very, very interested in. I've experienced it myself and we do not need to live in fear. We do not. Fear is from the enemy. Confusion is from the enemy. We are promised peace that surpasses all understanding. We already have victory and we need to stand in that. So with that, I'll leave you with that this week. I hope you have an awesome week and you can reach out for anything. If you are struggling in this area, let me know. I will give you prayers. You can pray. Oh, one thing I want to mention, I'll link this below. One thing I want to mention that's really powerful. I should probably do another talk, another topic on this, but we can have open doors in our lives, things we've opened doors to. Um, I know I've opened the door to the enemy in so many ways throughout my whole life. I used to do um, like seances as a kid. I've played with Ouija boards. I was part of like in dabbling in the new age stuff. You know, I was very, you know, music we listened to, um, things we open ourselves up to, even things that we, you know, people or things we haven't forgiven. Those can all be open doors that the enemy will come in and we give him a foothold and he can be in there. And, and, and yes, we can have curses and we can have generational sin. That's a real thing. That's a whole other topic and generational curses on us. And I believe I did have a lot of these. There's a program that I found that's free. It's, it, it's called freedom in Christ. I think it's called restored. I'll link it below, but it's an interactive online workbook where you go through all of these different sections of your life. Um, everything from, if you've ever been a part of any occult things, if you, um, pride is a big one. Um, forgiveness, soul ties. If you've ever been with anyone before marriage, sexually, um, soul ties are a real thing. It goes through each section. I'm not saying this is fun work, but this is powerful work. And it has you like realize and check off anything you've ever been a part of or, or anything you've ever done. And it puts it into a prayer for you to be able to pray out loud and renounce and, um, break off these chains in Jesus name. And I've done this work, super powerful work. Um, there's no steps that we have to do for deliverance. Like Jesus can do anything. Like he can break off chains instantly for some of us, but for some of us, it does take, I don't know why I don't know the right or reason. Um, but if there's areas that we still have or hanging on to, and we haven't fully surrendered to God, um, that can really help you do that. So I will link you below, link that below for you. Um, and if you want more prayers on any of these things, let me know. Okay. I hope you have an amazing day. Please just become aware. Not everything is a demon but we are, the, the battle is not physical. It is spiritual. The world is way more spiritual than most of us see. And we have powerful weapons and we already come from a place of victory. So expect the battle, but know that you've already got victory in Jesus Christ. I hope you have an amazing week and I will be back 